I'm Ashley Aiken. And I'm Chris Cerna. The wedding industry has unintentionally perpetuated a culture of chasing perfection at the cost of your relationships and mental peace. We know this because we've spent a combined 16 years photographing weddings. Together, we dive into the silent struggles of the modern engaged couple, like you. Our goal is to empower you to pop that perfection bubble, embark on the journey of self-awareness, forge your own wedding planning path, and and ultimately ultimately cultivate cultivate a healthy and thriving marriage. Good morning, Bridal Breakdown listeners. I hope that you are having a fantastic day, and whenever you're listening to this, it might not be the morning. It could be noon, it could be evening, it could be whenever, but I am flying solo today, and I am going to bring you some motivation on this Monday. You've seen it, hashtag Motivational Monday, and so um, I actually woke up and started my day off with a cold shower, got really energized. I'm going to be trying a new work schedule where I start my day off with a cold shower. It wakes me up. Uh, at like 5.30 a.m. and then I'm just gonna jump right to work and editing and doing all of my tasks that I need to get done so that hopefully by the time that Lara and the kids wake up about 8 a.m. that um, I can be present and I can be with them, I can spend some time with them and uh, and then uh, a little bit around maybe one o'clock I'll jump right back into work but I've already knocked out like three hours worth of tasks and work before they woke up. So I'm feeling hyped, I'm feeling motivated, and it's really funny because I'm recording this episode at 7 a.m. and I don't have a soft voice, so Lara can probably hear me in the other room and she's like, what the hell is he doing? Why is he talking so loud right now? But I'm doing it for you guys. I have a really important topic that I want to talk about today with Motivational Monday. Uh, I want to talk about your life after the wedding and after wedding planning. Because here's something that I don't think a lot of brides or couples consider, but you actually, let me just kind of paint the reality of what your world has probably been for the last six months, a year, year and a half, however long you've been engaged. Um, You have dove headfirst into planning the most significant event that you will ever plan, ever. And so you've just spent so much of your time so much of your energy and so much of your resources into this into this thing and and then it came and it happened and i'm sure it was amazing i'm sure you loved it i'm sure it was the happiest day of your life you you executed your wedding why you and your partner lived it it was it was amazing let me just speak that positivity over you and it was a great day and then you wake up the next day and i'm sure there are good feelings there you're happy Maybe you go to brunch at whatever your favorite brunch spot is in your city. You get some amazing, I'm a big biscuits and gravy guy, so I'm just going to say you're getting biscuits and gravy. You're enjoying your time, and then you begin to live your life. And I don't want to be really negative because I do want this to be motivational, but I do have to paint a picture of what I think life looks like for some people. I think if people aren't intentional with what their life is going to look like after the wedding day comes and goes. And then man, let's even say you go on a honeymoon. Cause I do think a lot of people do go on a honeymoon. There's always this like going back to real life thing that just really sucks for a lot of people. And there's some sadness that hits like, how can it get better when so many people spent time on a beach away with their significant other, their now partner, their husband or their wife. And, and they, 
leave the Mai Tais and they leave the amazing food and, and they leave the beach and the warm weather or the mountains or wherever you go. And then they go back to their nine to five and they go back to their job. And it's just, it's depressing and it's sad. And, and I think a lot of people start their marriage off not having considered what their life was going to look like after the wedding. Let's be honest, wedding planning is at its best time-consuming and at its worst, life-consuming. So when it consumes your life, you don't really have a, a lot of time to think about what your life is going to look like. Oftentimes, I think people end up neglecting themselves, neglecting their health, neglecting their relationships, um, and just putting so much on the back burner because they're just trying to survive. And I'm here to let you know today that although you're in a season that could be busy and you probably feel like you're just surviving, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. You can actually live a life where you're thriving, where you and your partner aren't growing apart but are staying together and, and where you and your friendships are staying tighter than ever and and your health is in a good spot. Uh, your, your sleep is in a good rhythm. Your work life, you have work life and home balance. These things are possible even though life is crazy. And if there's anything that I've learned over my personal health journey and just like, and it's not just a physical health, it's a mental health journey as well, is that you can live the life that you want to live. All it takes is intentionality on your part. And so I want you to consider that your li- what your life would look like right now after you have done all of this time planning and after you have you know, had your wedding day, it's come and gone, you've paid for it, there's a a large chunk of money that is no longer in your possession, what is your life going to look like? Are you going to be happy with where you're at? Are you? Maybe you are, and I hope you are. But for those of you that maybe haven't considered what life is going to look like after this season, I want you to do some dreaming. I just read a book, and Ashley actually recommended it to me, um, but it was, what was that book called? It was called, uh, some oh, yeah, Finding Your Fuck Yeah, or Find Your Fuck Yeah. I think that's what it was called. And um, in this book, the author talks about how kids like play and how it just comes so natural for them and how it's so easy for them because they haven't been told don't play and that or that playing is a waste of time. And, and I feel like that same scenario translates to our dreams and the things that we want. Like, have you ever been around a little kid who's using their imagination and dreaming? It's like a really, really awesome thing. You know, I have a son, he's seven, and my daughter is five, and they are the best at using their imaginations. And we try really hard to cultivate that their imagination and their dreams and stuff like that. But sometimes, I'm just going to be honest, I'm a negative Nancy, and I can be a, you know, I've talked about this in past episodes, but a dream crusher or or imagination crusher. And, and I don't want to crush dreams. I don't want to crush people's imaginations. I want people to lean into those things. But until an adult has told a child, hey, don't play or don't dream, Those children are just going to continue to dream. But chances are somewhere along the way, somebody told you to stop dreaming or to stop having fun. And I want to let you know that it is good to have fun and it is good to dream. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a second and we're going to dream about your preferred future. We're going to dream about the life that you want to live and the person that you want to become. And I want you to to really do this and really think about it. Because unless you allow yourself to dream and unless you allow these dreams to take root in your heart, you won't get excited about it. 
And there might be some hesitancy in you because you're like, man, I don't know, Chris, like I've dreamed before and then those dreams don't happen. And then I get, I get sad and I get let down. And then some of you have stopped dreaming just because, you know, your dreams haven't come to pass in the past. And so I want to take a minute and we're going to focus in on, let's see how many this is. This is one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to swap out that last one because I don't, yeah, we're going to, we're going to dream a little bit for a few. I don't know. I may, I may even come up with some on my own that aren't in my notes, but the first thing that I want you to dream about is I want you to dream about your time. I want you to think about your time, how much of it you have, how much of it you don't have. And I think this is a good first one to start with because wedding planning is, again, I said it earlier, at its best time-consuming and at its worst life-consuming. And so some of you just can't even imagine. You're like the phrase when someone asks you, hey, how are you doing? Man, I'm busy. I'm busy with wedding planning or I got no time or, or I got no this and I got no that. And and I have talked to many uh, men, partners of, of people who are wedding planning one of the biggest things that that they're kind of stressed with or that they're kind of a little bummed out about is that they don't get as much time with their partner because they're not as emotionally or mentally or physically available because they're spending all this time planning the day. And I'm not trying to put blame. Please don't hear that I'm putting blame on brides or whoever is planning the wedding. I feel like there's always one partner who leans more into it than the other. And so I'm not trying to give guys a pass. Uh, but I do know that that time is a big thing that they miss and that your partner probably misses if you're the primary one that's starting it. And so think about your time. Are you happy with how much time that you have right now? Do you feel like you have time to breathe? You have time to have hobbies? You have time to eat? Man, I can't tell you, in our, in our worst stages of busyness, um, even with Lara, she sometimes when she's really, really busy, she doesn't even have time to eat, which then, you know, no breakfast or no lunch. And then you're just having one meal a day. And then that's not even that great for you. Uh, because then you're not getting the nutrients that you need and then your brain's not functioning. And so then it's just this domino effect. But can you imagine your life if you had the time that you wanted to have to do the things that you wanted to do and spend it with the people that you wanted to spend it with? How would you feel? Would you be happy? Would you be excited? Would you enjoy your life more? I think you would probably experience all of those things. Imagine your life if you had all the time that you wanted. It would probably be amazing. Dream about that. Dream about your time. Maybe you're somebody today who you want more time in your life. We're gonna, I'm actually going to give some practical things on how to make things, things happen. But first, there's time. Second area is hobbies. Maybe you don't have time for hobbies. <laughs> Maybe you don't have the finances to do the hobbies that you want to do. Lara tells me all the time, like, Chris, you have the most expensive hobbies ever. And we've talked about hobbies before on this show. But maybe you have always wanted to do something. Maybe it's learn to salsa dance, or maybe it was uh, to learn to, to I don't know, uh, 
swim. <laughs> Some people don't know how to swim. Maybe you wanted to uh, run a triathlon or a marathon or do something physical, participate like in a Tough Mudder or something like that. Maybe you've wanted to learn how to sew uh, or play you know, an instrument or sing or whatever it is, but you just haven't done it yet. And so maybe there's no source, source. <laughs> maybe there's no source of joy in your life because you have stopped having fun. And hobbies can be a great outlet for that. If you're somebody who was all work and no play, I can probably guess that your life is not one that is filled with a ton of happiness. When we work ourselves to the bone and don't create time for fun, it really, really, really affects us. So what I want you to imagine is what would your life look like? Just dream if you were someone that had fun that you carved out time in your schedule for fun, that you prioritized fun. Maybe it's rock climbing. Maybe it's pickleball. Who knows what it is? It could be one of a million things, but something that had you laugh and made you smile, man, you would probably feel so great. There's something that is so amazing about finding something that is challenging but that is also enjoyable and that you can also improve at there. there, I can't explain it, but like disc golf is that for me. Like I I love to play disc golf. It's challenging enough to make me want to get better at it. And then when I do see improvements in it, it's just so fulfilling. Imagine a future where you prioritized fun. I'm going to shift to the next one. Think about friendships. Think about your friends. Uh, I know for a lot of people in the, uh, I'll say 25 to 35 kind of range gap, uh, that's, that's a pretty wide gap, but I feel like for a lot of us who are in that area, friendships kind of get put on the back burner. We're like, we're already kind of so set in our routines that we're not meeting new people. Like, unless you're involved in a church or unless you're involved in CrossFit or unless you're involved in some sort of hobby where there are other people there, that you're meeting, you're probably not meeting very many new people. I know that there's been times in our marriage and uh, in different seasons in my life where we've looked around and been like, man, we don't have very many friends. Like we have a couple friends, but we don't get to see them all the time. And, And man, it would be really awesome to have some new friendships in our life, to have some new people to hang out with. Or maybe we've been so busy that we haven't even got to hang out with the people that we already love. Maybe you don't want new friends or you don't want new friendships. You just want to be able to spend time with the people that you currently have in your life that you haven't been able to spend time with because of wedding planning or because of you know your career or because of anything else. What would your life look like if you carved out time for your friends? I can say that we're in a season of our life right now where, well, despite being in wedding season, we have been in one of the best seasons of our life with with friendships. We have a group of people that we hang out with every single week on Fridays, Fridays or Saturdays, depending. Again, we're in wedding season right now, so this actually hasn't happened in a month, like a month and a half because we've just been so swamped. But come uh, end of October, we'll get back into the rhythm of this. But imagine a life where you hang out with your friends once a week what and you might for us it's as simple as getting together sharing a meal drinking a beer and letting our kids play and run around and then we hang out 
we shoot the shit, we talk about life. There, there are people that we can share our wins with, we can share our highs with, our lows with, our losses, all of those things. And I think that everybody needs friends. Everybody has to have community. It, it, it is a primal instinct within us to find a tribe of people that are our own. Can you imagine your life if you had that tribe? Can you imagine that life if you had those people that you called your people? Maybe you're missing that. Maybe you have that. And if you, I hope, I really, really hope you have that. But if you don't, think about that. Think about that. Lastly, I want to think about, uh, I really debated about career because, so I'm, I, this is going to be a form of career, but I'm going to, I'm going to speak to the people who have a business that they've wanted to start, but have never done it because they're afraid to. So think about the, about this idea that you have. Maybe you have a business to create something that is a tangible object that can actually solve a problem that people have. I, I had this really done. I wouldn't say this is a dream, but I always have ideas for like something something that people needs to make. People that someone needs to make. I'm like, oh, someone should make that. And uh, Lara is kind of this way too. But one of the ideas that I've always had that is kind of gimmicky, but and I really don't think there's a market for it, but it would be really cool, is is something called a pickle patty, right? So like some people hate pickles. I love pickles. Uh, when you put them on a burger, like there's always these, these spots where you don't get a bite of pickle. But imagine a pickle that was a size of a patty and you put it on just like that, like a slice of cheese. And then every bite you got to bite a pickle in, whatever. Maybe you have a dream like the pickle patty. Also follow up to that one would be the pepper patty, like a jalapeno pepper. So you get a bite of jalapeno on every... Anyways, there's no shortage of pea items that could be in the form of a patty, but maybe you have a business that you've always wanted to start, but you just haven't done it. Maybe you've always wanted to open a beauty salon or a tattoo parlor or a, uh, or a gym or a nutritional store or a fill in the blank or whatever. Maybe you've wanted to be a photographer and you've just, you've never taken the leap of faith. But some of you guys have dreams in your hearts, businesses in, in businesses in your hearts that you've wanted to start but never have. Will you allow yourself to dream about those? What if you did start that gym? What if you did create that product? What if you did go all in on that thing that you've always wanted to do? That business endeavor, that, that thing that you've wanted to start? What is that? What would your life look like if you were able to leave your nine to five and that was no longer just a side hustle, but it became a full-time job. It was your stream of revenue. It's what you did. You woke up every morning living your dream. How fucking awesome would that be? I'm sure it would be amazing. I can say right now, like, I'm living that dream. Like I wake up every day getting to create my schedule and spend time with my family and work with people that I love and work with amazing couples and and just work, like Larry and I say this all the time, especially just over here in the last six months, we've become so hyper aware of like we are living a dream that most people would kill to have. But so many people are unhappy in their current jobs and their nine to fives and the things that they're doing. And I desperately want to see more people thriving and doing the things that they want to do. Imagine your life if you did that thing. If you pursued that dream, if you took that risk, what would it look like? 
I hope that you actually take time to dream about these things. And there's, there's, there's a number of things you could dream about again, career currently where you're at. Maybe you want to move up in the ladder. Uh, maybe you, you, I, I didn't go this route because this seems like low hanging fruit, but maybe, maybe you have fitness goals or health goals or all of these things, these preferred futures. Maybe you've wanted to lose 50 pounds, a hundred pounds, 10 pounds, whatever those, those things are. And you've, you've never just been able to, to make it happen. I want to shift and transition into the practical of what this can look like. If there's one thing that I've learned over the last three, four months is that change doesn't happen until you are so tired of your current reality that you can no longer take staying where you're at. That the pain and discomfort of where you're at is 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 less than or is more, it's more than the pain of what it would take to get you to take that leap, to get you to take that leap to start your own business, to pursue your health or fitness goals, to carve out time in your life, to you know, make time for your friendships and to prioritize friendships, to do all of those things. Change doesn't happen until you're tired of your current reality. And there's something so interesting that happens mentally in us when we do get tired of that current reality. There comes a point where it just like, it switches. It's like, it's for me in in my health journey, it was seeing a photo of myself that Lara took. She's my second shooter and she was just testing her lighting. And I saw this photo and I thought, there's no way I'm that big. There's no way I am as big as that photo says I am. I don't feel that big, but it definitely looks like I'm that big. And that was a moment where there was a switch that flipped and I knew I can't stay where I'm at any longer. I have to do something drastic and I have to make a shift so that I can live in my dream of not being a model or a fitness guy of literally just living so that I can spend time with my family and spend time with my kids and I can run around with my kids in the yard and I can, you know, just be healthy. And then when that switch flipped, boom, it's like I was able to tap into to just this different form of motivation. And so I want to walk you through three steps that you can take that will help you live the life that you want to live after your wedding, right? Because you don't, you're, you're, you're in this season right now where we're so hyper-focused on wedding planning and the big day that I don't want there to be this, oh shit moment after you get into the wedding because it could be so easy to just... Okay, we had the wedding, we go on our honeymoon, we're back. A lot of people end up moving and moving into a house. And then when things slow down, their relationships are left in turmoil. Their health is non-existent or or their friendships are non-existent. Their, Their health is in a dangerous place. They're just not in a good spot. And so I don't want that for you. So we talk about wedding why all the time. And I'm a big believer in like having a why for whatever changes you do in general. And so the first step to actually like living the life that you want to live, right? Of the life after the wedding that you're dreaming of is to know your why. You call it, it doesn't have a catchy name like wedding why, but you, you need to know your why for whatever you're doing. So for me, again, going back to why I did 75 hard, my why was I want to be healthy for my family. I, I need to change. And that why was so powerful enough. Your why for whatever changes you're trying to make in your life is going to be what sustains you and keeps you pushing when times get tough and you want to quit. When it's just easier to be busy than it is to carve out time. 
when it's easier to stay in the nine to five than than to jump out and take your thing from a, a side hustle to a full-time thing or to even create the side hustle, right? It's easier to not have hobbies and to not have fun and to just get shit done and to just work, right? It's easier to do those things, but your why keeps you pushing forward and it keeps you motivated. You need to find your why for whatever it is, whatever change you want to make that's going to help you become the person that you want to be and to live the life that you want to live after your wedding day. That's number one. Number two, you need to identify what's stopping you. You need to identify what's stopping you. And you can do this by asking yourself, what's stopping me from living this dream? What's stopping me from starting this hobby? And then, and then this, is, this is crazy because what you're going to begin to do is you're going to identify mindsets that you have. You're going to identify things that are keeping you from that hobby that you want to do. And for hobbies, a lot, of time, a lot of times I think it's fear. I think a lot of times people have fear or in a, and are afraid that they won't be good at something. And so some people are not willing to go through that process of being, a, being bad at something to get better at it. That's a very real fear that people have with hobbies and having fun. Maybe with your time. Okay, let's, let's workshop time. Maybe time is what's keeping you from living the dreams that you want to live. Well, chances are you have things in your life, in your schedule, commitments that are not helping you reach your goals. Maybe you have something that you do that you hate to do. It literally sucks the life out of you. And I don't know if, if, if this is just coming with age with me as I'm getting older. I just turned 30 last year. Well, oh my God, I'm about to turn 31. Oof, that was a freaky thought. But I'm about to turn 31 this year, and I don't know if it just comes with age, but I think there's something that happens where a trigger switches in you to where you just don't care what people think anymore. You're like, I don't want to do that, and I'm not going to do that. Like, if the only reason you're doing something is to please someone else, that's a terrible reason. And it's only going to lead to two things. You resenting that person and then you not doing that thing that you're doing for someone else to the best of your ability. And that's a detriment to your relationships. Resentment is a relationship killer. Not good. So you need to identify what's stopping you from living that dream. I think a lot of times, honestly, it's fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of change, fear of the hard work that it's going to take. And it's easier to just be complacent and to just stay where you're at. But you need to identify what's stopping you so that you can make changes, that you can actually know what needs to change. And the third step is you need to make a plan. Without a plan, you can't get to your dreams. Without a plan, you can't get to where you want to go and you can't become the person that you want to be. You can call them goals, you can call them steps, you can call them objectives, I don't care what you call them, but you need a way to get from point A to point B. And sometimes it takes steps A to G. It takes, you know, 15 steps, 20 steps, and, and, and a lot of times this happens over a period of time. If you have something that's, something that's worth doing, probably isn't going to happen right away. It's probably not something that's just going to like happen within a week, right? Like we live in a culture in America that we want everything now. It's the fast food life. We want our health now. Oh, you mean I can just take a pill and be healthy? Oh, you mean I can just, I can just drink a drink and be healthy? Oh, you mean I can, I can, uh, 
have some sort of surgery that's just going to get me to my goals. And I'm not knocking any of those things. Some of those things are good and they're right and they're right time. But what I'm trying to get at is we want things now and we don't want to wait. There's a process. Change happens when it takes or real true change within us. Mindsets shift over a period of time when you allow yourself to grow through that journey. And so you have to have a plan. What I would encourage you to do is, uh, so I'm going to walk through these and I'm going to try to give a plan for each of these. So for a business that you want to start. If you have some sort of dream in you that you want to start that's a business, you need a plan. Your plan should involve, right now I don't have a business. How can I get to at least starting my business? And to get from where you're at to starting, there's probably going to be 20 steps. You need to figure out what your first step was. What I would suggest is if you want to start a business, let's say it is a photographer. Let's say you do want to be a photographer. Maybe your first step is to meet with like, okay, I'll say this. I think your first step should be to meet with someone who does what you want to do. So if you want to own a gym, go meet with a gym owner. If you want to be a photographer, ask to have coffee with a photographer and buy their, buy their coffee. Like they're giving, you know, give you their time, whoever you meet with, pay for their meal, buy their coffee, you know, do that, buy their, their beer, do all of that stuff. Just respect their time. Um, but maybe that's your first step is to actually meet with someone who does what you want to do so that you can ask them, Hey, what's my next step, right? Like, what do you think I should do next? And then you can get some advice there. Maybe it's to start listening to a podcast or to read a, actually, no, I think that's your best first step for that one. I'm not even going to give you a second one because that's your best first step for time. Maybe if you want more time in your life, the thing that you should do is look at what is the biggest time suck in our life right now. And so maybe it's stepping into a conversation with your partner and asking them, what do you think that I do? that I don't have to do in my life to have more time so that we can have date nights or so that I can have a hobby or so that I can actually rest and not be running on empty and burning fumes. Like what is that thing? And your partner will be able to tell you quicker than you'll probably be able to think of. Now here's the, here's the trick to that. You can't get upset with what they say. And maybe you should even give them a pass and say like, Hey, I'm not going to be upset. I might not say anything, but I'm really going to, and then, and then really think about what they tell you. Because chances are you're probably doing something that you complain about doing every time you do it. And the only reason you're doing it is to make someone else happy. So maybe you should step into a conversation, ask your partner, hey, what's something that you're doing that you think I can cut out of my life that will bring more joy, that will create time so I can do the things that I want to do? Hobbies. Let's say you have a hobby or you don't have a hobby and you want to have a new hobby. Uh, Maybe you can ask you, who's someone that is fun in your life that does fun things? And and we all have these people, right? They're always like hiking mountains in Colorado. They're always starting a new hobby or they're always like doing whatever. Who Like look at the people that are doing fun things in your life and then ask to hang out with them. Ask to like do that thing with them. Hey, like you've noticed that someone's like does cornhole tournaments all the time or pickleball or, or, you know, whatever, uh, Go and find that person and ask them, hey, can I try this thing with you? Ask your partner, hey, what are some things that you think I might enjoy? Like, And then there's a bunch of steps. Once you identify it, then you need to probably carve out the time, and then you need to get the equipment that you might need. For me, I had to make an investment in discs and buy discs for disc golf and, and all that stuff, and then you probably need to carve out time to practice and do those things, whatever. But that might be a good step for that. For friendships, a good first step might be 
um, I need to carve out time for these friendships. And I, well, maybe who knows what it is. Friendships is kind of a hard one or, you know, like relationships that you have, what your first step for that could be. Maybe the first step that you need to do to begin to cultivate friendships in your life with people that you already have is to send a text to someone uh, that maybe there's been some fallout or maybe you were once close and you're not close anymore. Maybe it's just to, to make that reconnection, to connect again with that person and say, hey, I miss you. I haven't seen you in a while. You want to go grab a beer? Want to get some coffee? And, and just actually hang out with people. People are busy. You will probably get some, some no's before you get some yeses only because of busyness. And so you have to make a plan, make goals, make steps. Lastly, last thing I'm going to say, or not last thing, but almost last thing. There's power in consistency. It takes time for change to happen. You must consistently show up and work your plan for true change to actually stick with you. It's why I'm doing phase one of 75 hard. 75 hard was not enough time to establish these things in my life to be the person that I want to be. But over a year, and I've stopped looking at things in matters of weeks or like, oh yeah, I'm just going to do something for a few weeks and then hope this habit sticks. Like I'm no longer thinking in those terms. I'm thinking of, okay, I'm going to give this process 18 months. I'm going to give it a year and a half and just, I'm really going to stick to it. I'm going to commit. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? I'm going to have wasted some time. I, I really don't think that'll be the case. I've wasted way more time doing shit that doesn't matter than, than what I'm doing now. But consistency, you have to show up over and over and over again to be the person that you want to become. So quick recap over those. You need, to identify, you need to find your why. What's your why, right, so that you can make this thing a reality. You need to identify what's stopping you, and then you need to create a plan. And then if you want, I'll give you an even more practical next step if you're like feeling really hyped and you're like, yeah, let's do this. Let's own the day. Find a book or a podcast on uh, the topic of what's keeping you from like doing those things. So for instance, if you, uh, if you want a hobby and you want to learn to sing, find a book or a podcast on singing. Uh, if you want to start your business, go uh, uh, find a podcast on business or a book on business. If you want to start trading crypto, I don't know, go listen to a podcast on crypto, whatever that stuff is. But find a book, find a podcast on any of these things that relate to you and listen to it, read it. That is also a great first step. I would love to hear what you guys thought about this episode. I had Brooke in our chat. Brooke was one of my past brides who said some great Monday motivation. I really appreciate that, Brooke. Really appreciate you hanging out, Heidi. I know that's early. A lot of people are maybe getting ready or to head out to work or are um, just getting ready for the day. So I hope that this is helpful. If this was inspiring to you in any way, shape, or form, shoot us a message. Uh, reach out to us uh, on Instagram. Reach out to us on the Bridal Breakdown community in our Facebook group. There's a link in the show notes. But I hope you guys have an amazing week, and we will talk to you very soon. Bye. Bye.